Hi, everybody. I'm Veda Scott, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everyone knows your name, especially when you've done 222 episodes. This is Wrestling Cheers, where we like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. I'm your host, Charlie Butters, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestlingcheers, twitter.com slash wrestlingcheers, and instagram.com slash wrestlingcheers. Email if you so choose your desire, wrestlingcheers at gmail.com. And we also have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said, this is an interview with Justin Summers, the creator and host of Wrestling Cheers. How's it going today, man? I give it a seven because you forgot to say at the beginning that what kind of episode it was. And then when you come back at the end, you said, like I said, this is an interview with Justin Summers. Son of a bitch. Oh, <laughs> so close. <laughs> you changed it up. And that's why I had to, like, I, I pulled from an old interview episode that I had saved and I pulled the opening from that. And it, you changed it up. Cause I like you, I didn't want to mention that it was an interview four times. Shit. Oh, well, you know, I only I mentioned it. I only mentioned it twice. <laughs> I just mentioned it towards the very beginning, and then as we're easing into whatever the episode is, it's like, boom, here we go. Well, it used to, I swear to God, it used to be a little bit different. You didn't include everything in the very beginning, because, like, on, on your Dom Garini one, it was, like, right after uh, the host part, you kind of went right into it instead of all the other stuff, so... I'm rating and reviewing and yeah, it's, it's, it's slightly changed. So this is a mishmash of those two. So that's why (laughs) I don't think, I mean, I've always said, I mean, I I could have an episode where I missed it. I don't know. The Dom Greeny one's the one I pulled from. So, cause if you're pulling from the Dominic Greeny one, that's the day that I had four interviews in one day. Right. But I also pulled the, the last half of it from a more recent one. So I don't know. I didn't think they go and pull for all from the same one. (laughs) Well, of course with two, I like, I don't use a, like a script. I just use notes. So it's me going from like bit to bit to bit. And obviously wording does change through time because it's not an actual script. Yep. So this so is there's my, that there's, this is my <laughs> show and you're interviewing me. Yes. And so let's get to this first question. Okay. Boxers or briefs? Uh, nude. <laughs> I took you as a nude man. Do you sit or stand when you wipe? I'm actually, I mean, I'm actually technically both. Uh, it's a boxer, boxer briefs. Oh, oh, don't ever answer that. That's horrible. It was bad enough. That was like a legit thing on, on, uh, the best friends, uh, shoot interviews. They'd ask wrestlers that and wrestlers were actually surprised that people sat. I was like, really? Cause all of us are surprised that you stand. Yeah. So 222 episodes, man. This is 223. It's just pretty wild. Part of me is surprised like this show is still going. 
in a good, I mean, in a good way. I mean, the way that the, like the Ohio Indy report started and just how stagnant it got so many years in. And I think, like I said, wow, there's only like 30 some episodes. And then when I said, screw it, I'm just, I'm going to have to start back at the beginning because I think the name, the Ohio Indy report is somewhat stale, even though it seems to have somewhat of a legacy to it. And then what was it like six months later within at least around six months later, this started to become a weekly podcast and I've just been going ever since. Yeah. It's always available every Thursday, sometimes earlier. If there's important stuff coming, it's awesome. Well, it, it used to be available on Fridays. That was the, the day that I shot for, especially because of uh, AIW shows. Mm-hmm. The idea was to, for previews, was to be listening to it the day of, or even especially like on your way to the show to help you get pumped up for it. And I know there's a lot of people who have told me that, yeah, like that's what I do. And then I think it was uh, Bill Taylor outside of an Akron show. He suggested that I do Thursdays because, because at that point, Thursdays was the uh, wrestling podcast dump day where a lot of wrestling podcasts were getting released. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I can do that. That also gives like one more day for people to listen to it before the show. So, okay, fine. I'll do that. And now every wrestling podcast gets released on Fridays now because of AEW being on Wednesdays. (laughs) Well, you know, it still works out though, because that is, it's still the smart move because Thursday you can get a download ready to listen to. You can even listen to it early if you want, or you can listen to it on the way to the show on Friday. It works out. I mean, I've done both, so. Though we, we say this as uh, this episode here is going to get released on Wednesday. But that's because there's a very special episode getting released tomorrow. So People don't necessarily know that, Charlie. I'm, I'm pretty sure you hinted at it. We're, it's, I, didn't, I, even, I didn't hint at a date. <laughs> until today. Until right now. Well, I'm not the one that hinted at it, Charlie. It was you. I was actually going to say there's no episode tomorrow. Why would you do that? That's just mean. Well, Charlie, what's the what's the date for tomorrow if, you know, this is Wednesday? I have no idea. April 1st. Sir, sir I just woke up from a nap, so I, I don't know what's going on right now. That would be April 1st. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. That's why you're having low-key on on April 1st. <laughs> yep, low-key. I've been, mm-hmm. That's what I've been teasing towards. From Thank you, Dominic Greeny, for hooking that up. From Dogma. Oh, <laughs> I'm in wrestling mode, so I wasn't thinking. No, I, I, I totally wanted you to think that low key. Absolutely. hundred percent. So Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> I don't know how I pulled it, but I got him. Gives me, gives me all the spoilers for the show and how Mephisto is going to be uh, debuting on episode three. I still love the fact that uh, Matt Damon played the actor playing Loki in uh, Asgard. That was that was a nice little tongue in cheek to his dogma character. Good stuff. I didn't notice that till it got pointed out on a on a TikTok. And then I do love the <laughs> Matt Damon in reboot. So like we could talk all the shit about that movie, but the fact there is that moment in that movie where it was like, oh yeah, I was low key in the nineties, you know, before all that Marvel <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I still gotta put my case together for why that wasn't as terrible as a film as is what Stacy said. So that's that's gonna take a lot of work. I'm I'm probably still gonna fail at it. Uh it's it's a reboot in itself, so I you know, reboots aren't that great. So I almost wonder, like, was it supposed to be the quality that it was? Because to me the only 
thing I gripe about is the fact that, uh, what's her name? Rosario Dawson. Is that her name? The fact that she didn't play her clerk's character. Yeah, I was kind of bummed about that too, honestly. Like when stuff started coming out about it and she wasn't playing uh, Becky, I was like, oh, and then Elias wasn't in it. I was like, oh, but we are getting them in uh, Clerks 3. So I was like, okay, as long as they're in that, then I'll be happy. So. At this point with that movie, I'll just believe it when it happens. I got full faith it's going to happen. I mean, I want to, I want to, uh, hear the reading the live reading that they did of the other script that isn't getting released i wonder how different it is maybe they'll include that with like the bonus stuff when they do like the deluxe version release of clerks three a part of me doubts it because it reminds me of the first teaser trailer of infinity war and endgame from i think they made it in like 2014 and it was only released at it might have been san diego comic-con and you like they released it there. It was the only way you could see it. I've never seen a official version since then. Like every version you can find is just cam footage of the reveal, which is basic, which is to me was really cool. Obviously really cool as shit of having all these like sound bites from these phase two movies. And at the end, you know, Thanos in the gauntlet is revealed. And that's when they're like, it's like Avengers infinity war part one. And then part two, and like everybody goes crazy and that's obviously before they're like yeah we, let's not do part one and two let's like separate them and let's let's call the other one something else and let's really make people think for like six months of what the fuck the name of this movie is yeah they like to do that kind of stuff i'm really digging uh falcon and the winter soldier though did you see how on this past episode there's like this like hint of mephisto is going to be in uh, an oh, episode Jesus coming Christ. up you stop oh my god uh only you can, can drive a joke into the crowd so bad i was talking to zach today and he literally was like you're gonna make fun of me i'm like no what and he had this great idea for something that they should do on pro wrestling tees and it had to do with the website and i was it took everything i had not to to say anything about the website <laughs> but I knew that it was totally a great setup for, for, you know, well, you know, you know, who makes that website? Well, not him, <laughs> which that, that's a, that's an inside joke between us. So uh, that's going to go over a lot of people's head. Three people are going to get it. Two of them are right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, still like, but he was like afraid because like you have now buried it into him. <laughs> he was waiting for me to do it. And I was like, I won't go there. I'll, I'll let Justin handle all those. I, I seen his tweet about it. And I, I didn't even think about it. It was more or less. Oh, you could give a lot of advice to pro wrestling tees on their stuff. This is true. What, I mean, what is it? Don't charge as much for fucking shipping when it takes you, when it takes us two weeks to get a shirt. That same length as what a maneuver. I tested that out. You know that I tested it this year. I haven't tested it per se. Last time I did, I bought stuff from one maneuver. Well, I bought, a bunch of stuff a while back. I forget how long it took. They fucked up my order. I love you. What a maneuver, but you fucked up my order. I ordered a bunch of three X shirts and I got a nothing but one X and I double, <laughs> I double check. Cause I've done this before where I'll be so excited to buy something. I hit the wrong size. So I thought that's what I did, but I double checked the email. They all said three X and I emailed them and I'm kind of like, Hey, what, <laughs> what the, what happened here? And to prove, like, like I obviously got all the the wrong shirts. I just showed 
all the the tags and they all said one X side by side with uh, the receipt. Maybe even the receipt that I got with it. I can't remember. They apologize. And I got, I got to keep all the shirts, which, okay, whatever. But I got to, I got all new shirts. And what I end up doing with those, all of them, but one went to mouse because mouse can fit into one X. And I gave away the big Twan shirt that I bought that though. They obviously gave me one X, but Hold on a second. I got to write that down. Mouse wears one X <laughs> and him one X of podcast logo shirt. Okay. Well, going back to like, I don't remember how long it took, but I know when I bought one, my, my original wrestling cheer stuff, I swore it took about a week, but their business I think has changed since then. Like they've got a lot more uh, customers, which is great for them. So they might be longer, but I will say this, but it's obviously a, it's a well-oiled machine. And we live in the state of Ohio. I can order from Pro Wrestling Tees and from WWE Shop. I will get the WWE Shop stuff way sooner. Speaking of which, I'm going to be making an order there soon. Very soon. Because I don't know if you've seen the tweet. Kevin Owens uh, gave a teaser for KO Mania 5. Oh, geez. I wish I would have gotten all those shirts way back when. I'm, I've, I've stopped caring about the E, man. It's kind of I, a bummer. I have them all. The only asterisk is KO Mania 1, I had to get through WWE Customs shirts, but there was nothing really special about it. It was just like the, the KO Mania or, you know, obviously the WrestleMania Dallas logo with KO on it. I don't think there was anything on the back, nothing on the sleeves because I missed out when that originally came out. So I ended up having to, do, whenever they re-released it somewhat through that, I was like, well, same fucking thing. The shirt might be a little bit different, but like the actual shirt material might be a little bit different. But other than that, it's the same shirt. But two, three, and four I have. Actually, I just had to go to my closet because I was like, I don't remember if I have four. It looks familiar, but I don't know if I bought it. I remember, I distinctly remember like two and three. It just went there. I have it. So I'm like, good. I can get KO Mania 5. And I don't care as much about WWE, but there's still people there that I love. Kevin Owens being one of them. Uh, Johnny Gargano being another one. Actually, though, I haven't bought one of his shirts in a while. And then, other I mean, other than that, there's not as many shirts that they have that I want to buy, but I kind of, and I'm going to, I want to do this just to see if, what the difference is. I kind of want to buy a Macho Man shirt from them, the classic purple, but also at the same time, I want to order from Homage and try theirs, which their shirts look a little bit better, but I want to see what the quality difference is. Yeah. I don't know. Like, <sighs> It is a little bit more expensive for pro wrestling tees, especially to get the soft style tee. But uh, when I ordered them, I ordered them both on like a random Wednesday. And by the following Thursday, I literally got them both, even though like what a maneuver said it was ready to go a lot faster. It still didn't ship until like a day after pro wrestling tees had shipped. And then I, I got them both on the same day on a th- on the following Thursday. So, so wait a minute. It took you a week to get a pro wrestling t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a rarity. Well, I think it's because they weren't running any special deals. It wasn't like a, it was like right, I want to say it was like early February. I mean, there wasn't really much going on. So, like, it's probably a slow time post Christmas. Nobody really had any money. I mean, we got that 600, but most people kind of use that on probably other stuff. So, no, that can't be it. Almost <laughs> every, no, because seriously, about every time I've ordered from Pro Wrestling Tees, other than two times. Every it takes around two weeks. Sometimes it takes just short of two weeks by like a day or so. And then I've had like a couple times that 
it's literally like two weeks to the day. But the two times that I got them quicker is when they were like pre-made things and they had a limited quantity. One was a bullet club umbrella. And the second one was a major wrestling figure podcast stomp in paradise hat. Other than that, it's like two weeks regular. And I've ordered like when there's sales and when there's not sales. So I don't know. I don't know. I ordered like three shirts and yeah, we got them in a week. So, so what you're telling me is you have to try this again. <sighs> Eventually, but it's probably going to, uh, next time I get anything is going to be like probably for like black Friday or something. I'm not going to go crazy. I got to start watching. I've spent uh, way too much money in the first three months of this year already. Yeah. I've had a pretty wild week. <laughs> Yeah, you hit me up about uh, different toy uh, stores in Canton, and I'm like, oh, man, he's really going on a spree. Well, what what happened with that was for this past weekend, me and my fiance went to we went to two flea markets and two toy stores. We also like went out to eat and a couple other things and like had a couple errands to run before we officially started everything. By the time we were eating and the only thing we really had left to do, we had to run to a place in Worcester called Hartzler Dairy because I had 33 glass bottles of milk that I needed to return. God. <laughs> I mean, you get paid, you get money back for it because there's a, mm-hmm. in our area, Hartzler Dairy, if you can get it at a certain store, like our Giant Eagle has it, it's a really good milk. But those uh, get glass bottles, the particular size, it's not like a, it's definitely not a gallon. It might be like a half gallon, maybe a little bit bigger, but uh, those you can return for, I think you get like $2 back each. And we hadn't been there since June and I at least get one a week. So we had to do that. And then after that, we were going to head to toy hunters, but it was going to cut it really close. So that was my backup. I was going to go to the, the Canton toy store, but literally by the time I was looking it up, they were closing at that time. So I was like, shit, I can't do that. And when I went to toy hunters, I was kind of let down. They didn't have as much shit as I wanted. Oh, yeah? Like, the wrestling figures, like, compared to when we went, looked, like, somewhat depleted. Oh, wow. Like, toy, I I can't because we went to Toy Vomit, but it just, it didn't look the same, and there was nothing that I wanted. They still had, (laughs) they still had Dan the Beast Severn figures. Part of me (laughs) wanted to buy one, waiting for him to come back, because it's almost bound to happen. Right. And there was like other figures. They didn't have anything that I wanted. I was, but what I decided to do, cause I was like, it was the only thing that was close. They had the full set of Ghostbuster re-release figures. So I was like, fuck, they have the whole set here. I've never seen the whole set at one time. Fuck it. I'm buying them. <laughs> I was somewhat sad. They didn't have that new Marvel legends Thanos. Yeah. I don't know when that's supposed to be coming out. It's already out. Like the, but I mean, the, like the infinity gauntlet one. Yeah, but like it's 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 out online, but I didn't know when it's going to be um, available to. I've seen, I've seen it. If we're talking about the same one, it's the. Uh, I thought they released at Target. That's possible. I don't. I don't ever go to my Target because they never have anything. I I've seen pictures of it, but I have not seen them locally. And then uh, the other toy store we went to was your Toy Connection, and they had it, and they wanted eighty bucks for it. Holy shit. I it's, it's still literally, you can get it online for like normal price still. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I turned it down at that, that, that store. 
I would have picked. I would have pulled it up on big. Well, I guess that's kind of a crap thing to do. I was gonna say I pick it up on on big bad and be like, really, you want to do eighty or you want to you want to bring that down a little bit? I'll, I'll match. You do eighty. I mean, it's sale that you're not gonna make. I believe Even with shipping, it's still less than that. Yeah, I do believe it was eighty, but I mean, it's a smaller toy store. Yeah, you know, it was kind of talked about last week about you know haggling with prices and everything. Yeah. Like so, yeah. I mean, that's why I didn't, but I mean, even like the, I bought an orange Cassidy figure from that place and they charge 35 bucks. Well, that's what the, uh, the Pentagon and Phoenix were going for at toy vomit. So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't cause uh, too Dave Housen released his walkthrough and he, uh, they, those figures were like right there on the one wall. So, yeah. Cause we, we waited so, in the car a little bit longer. Cause I, I swear I saw a guy walking out with all of them. I believe it. Like right before we walked in. Yeah, I, I got to maybe after my, uh, one of my pays in uh, April, I'll text Thorne and see if he still has those uh, figures and I'll just pick them up from him at the show. Hopefully he still has them. Yeah, it'd be, uh, be nice. I'd like to get a couple of those. I now own seven of them. Five from Series 1, Orange Cassidy, and MJF. The only one I'm missing from Series 1 is Brandy. And last I looked online, that goes like a hundred bucks plus because of how limited she was. Well, I mean, they did that, that weird release where there was like some of them out in the wild, but mo- the vast majority were like, you just had to get it through ringside or whatever. That's so bizarre to me. Well, part of it was the first store releases. They didn't send Brandy with her with uh, anything. So it was literally just Cody, the Bucks, Kenny and Jericho. That's it. Right. And like she was supposed to be part of the second shipment. And I don't know. I mean, I, I rarely see them in stores right now as is. So maybe Brandy has hit a lot of pegs, but I, I really haven't come across it. And then with ringside, because I know a lot of people are re- like really don't like them about certain things. This is far, far as what I understand about them. Anytime like Walmart or Target or any store like that is ordering figures, they're getting them via boat. And then obviously that boat has to then get distributed throughout the United States, like all the shipments. Well, I guess ringside gets there sent by plane. That's why ringside has everything quicker. Like I know the new Japan figures people are bitching about and that's what ringside does. They got them straight off the, off the plane instead of off a boat. That's why a lot of people don't fucking have them right now. Where else are they even supposed to be available? Well, I think the new Japan figures were cause they're through super seven. But Super 7, I think they are based in, they actually, I don't know where they're based, but but the, they were definitely made in China. So being shipped from the factory, it's going to take a lot of long time. Plane didn't take as long. So people who are wanting like where their orders are, they got to wait. But that's why Ringside got them quicker though, because like I said, because of Plane. Uh, the whoever did the uh, Lucha Brothers to like the two um, that got really just released recently, they just announced like their next wave of figures, and there's an Ultima Dragon in it that looks real cool. As of right, other. as of right now, I'm waiting for the uh, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, everybody is. So I mean, you're going to be waiting for a long time since they just want to keep putting out the same five characters, and then like one new character in each line. It's stupid. Far as, literal, far as what I, li- I think I understand about that, I haven't heard anybody come out and say it, but it seems like because most of them are just kind of repaints or like new new clothes or whatever. So they already have like the molds and everything for all these characters, and that's why they're going to be pumping out your Young Bucks, your Kennys, your co- especially your Cody's. And then they're trying to 
as they're doing this release, the the newer characters that are going to take longer. Also waiting for a Britt Baker figure. <laughs> when they announce the uh, Eddie Kingston figure, which is not when they announce it, when it gets released, like the day ringside's like, hey, it's up for pre-order. I'm pre-ordering it. Like, no questions asked. I, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't know. I go back and forth on that stuff all the time. Like, I got that nice display stand now with some of my older figures that I've had forever. And then I'm like, oh, well, I just need this figure and this figure. And it's like, I could just get a handful of these and it'll, it'll be nice and perfect. And I start really looking at how much all that stuff's going to cost. And then, like, even if I go the cheapest route with certain ones, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend that money. I don't even know if I want to keep buying Legends. <laughs> I mean, that's like part of collecting. That's why I like having like parts of of things that I collect that aren't as expensive. The you know the WWF Stomp figures, those go for regularly between ten and twenty bucks. I rather pay ten, but I understand some pay- people want to make profit, so they might be selling them for about twenty. So long haul, that's not as bad, especially compared to there's a Shawn Michaels figure that I really want, and I passed on it way too many times. And I've already, I think I mentioned it last week, the WrestleMania 33 set. Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 12 uh, with the winged Eagle title. Every time I've seen it for sale, it's like 50 bucks up. So here's a figure that's like, I think not even five years old. That's way more than the stuff that's almost, it's over 20 years old. It's just like this weird thing of collecting. That's also why I, I buy VHS tapes. Now I watch the movies, but it's kind of fun to go out and actually find VHS tapes and not find fucking action figures. Like I do. Yeah, I'm just this weird impasse with collecting. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I want. Like, I got a lot of stuff. I was able to get a lot of the big pieces I wanted in the last year. Now I'm just like, there's really nothing I want. Like, there's new stuff coming down the road, but, like, they're making it available to pre-order on Amazon now. So I'm just like, okay, I don't have to search for it. I could just pre-order it on Amazon. I'll get it when it comes out. Which I'm hit and miss on. Like, they, they released the the fan series for uh, oh yeah those went like day one because i was trying to get that gargano so i'm hoping that those somehow come back in stock and i catch i catch it the thing is about that the listings and the picture for them don't match right well i think once they get the stuff up right and correct they'll fix it because like they have a bunch of the other fan series up like they have that adam cole is available they have the Shayna baszler still up on, on there and like those were two i was like oh i should get those that's why I was just like, oh, I can get them right freight. Like, that's why I started putting stuff from Amazon on my cart. And I'm like, oh, I'm already at over $100. Hmm. I was I lucky know. enough to get them. I got you know it. what I'm salty about. What? Is we went to that toy vomit and they didn't have the Yoko Zuna uh, that I've been looking for. Uh, and I saw in some new photos that they got that Yoko Zuna in loose. The, uh, the elite. The Target Elite, where he has the oh. the beard and the tag titles. I thought you were talking about the Hasbro. No, no, no. I, I did like, get my kayfabe collectibles hoodie in, though, and it looks really sharp. So, with, with Hasbro Yoko on it, it's pretty good. But I was lucky enough to get up. I pre-ordered Shawn Michaels. Oh, not Shawn Michaels. Close enough. Johnny Gargano and, <laughs> oddly enough, too, Christian. And it's because the, the mix-up with the photos. The Christian was Johnny Gargano. And Randy Orton was Christian. And I was like, well, depending on how this ends up, I mean, worst case scenario, I get Christian and Orton, which would somewhat suck. But if I get what the actual description and like title for everything, I'll get two figures I actually kind of wanted. Obviously Gargano. And then I liked the Christian one. So now with him being in AEW, I'm like, oh, great. 
That's his last WWE figure for a while. Cool. Unless they cancel it. He doesn't get released. Uh, depends on that. Far as what I understand about WWE, it depends on how far along in the process they are. Like if they haven't been made or like not, an, or maybe if they haven't been packaged yet, because that's a big thing. Like once they're packaged, like you kind of got to sell them or you just got to throw them away and eat all the fucking uh, loss. So being how far as along it was, so the fact that is. it's supposed to be delivered in a couple weeks, which we'll see. I, th- I, I think they made them. Oh, they're pretty petty. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past them. Oh, it saves me money. As long as I get Gargano, then I'm fine. <laughs> right. Yeah, that Gargano is pretty good. I was looking at the one Gargano I got um, that I would gotten one for you of, and uh, he's going for like 80 bucks now. Oh, his first, like, uh, I guess that wasn't his first Elite or what? It, yeah, it was his? just the first Elite with the tag belt. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going for like 80 bucks now. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I could sell him and, and fund my uh, other ones, I guess. <laughs> That all depends. If I can get this other, the Wolverine uh, outfit Gargano, then I'll probably sell that one to fund the other figures. Because I still need an Aleister Black, a Ricochet, which I can get cheap now, an Adam Cole, Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch, maybe an Alexa Bliss for for Adam Van, since, you know, (laughs) that was his idea. But I'm not opposed to it. I've always liked Alexa Bliss. So I might end up buying... uh another sack rider elite because the one that i have he signed cardona and not rider that really that really got you huh uh kind of but it does look because like how they're on my wall which it's not like i'm gonna get rid of my old one it's just like now i can get two signed you know what i mean like i have the i just rebought another rider retro and that's my fourth one (laughs) i'll give him credit when he fucked it up he did give me another Rider Retro in a protector, and I think that's really cool. The only thing is, I don't want to take it out of the protecting case, or I want to get like the Zack Ryder, get it signed by like as Zack Ryder, and then put that one in the case. I don't know, like all the stuff I want now, like I don't know if I would buy anything over again. I guess it all depends because like all the stuff I'd want signed is by like people that I would really have to travel to get signed, like. If I wanted something from Stone Cold signed, I'd have to go like travel. He was never going to be at AIW or like a local place. It's going to have to be, you know, traveling to wherever WrestleMania is, or if some place like brings him some Comic Con or something brings him in. So yeah, it's all about to say he the closest potential is a Comic Con or uh, an auto show. They sometimes bring in wrestlers. Yeah, like I, I could see him potentially coming in for that, but I don't know. I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah, so. I mean, I think right now, of like, just looking at my figures I have on the wall, which sucks because there's a fuck ton that I don't have on my wall, but I have uh, the first Kevin Owens retro, like, on card. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, like, one that I purposely bought. I think because maybe the first time I went, I bought it, and I opened it up just because I wanted to. And then I went back the next week, and they were obviously somewhere still there, so I grabbed me a one on card, and that's been on my wall ever since. So... I think it would be cool to have that signed by him. Other than that, I don't know many. Well, I have other figures, but it's like, eh, would that look cool signed? Or is it possible to get it signed? Like I have a, I have an Ahmed Johnson. I have two on my wall. Uh, I don't think I'm ever going to get those signed. Looking at the Stomp series, two of them are dead. That's uh, Crush and Brian Pillman. Those aren't getting signed. Actually, Stomp series two, fucking Owen Hart, not getting that signed. 
I realized that I should have taken my uh, dark light Danhausen mask to get signed. One thing I did actually want to get signed, and I didn't think about it when we went. Yeah, <laughs> so then I just got, you know, an autograph photo that I didn't need because I already have like seven. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot. I know I do. Like when I did a TikTok video where I talked, like I showed like all my, or attempted to show all my autograph pictures. <laughs> They're like Danhausen, 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 Danhausen. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was the early move for his Patreon was, yeah, you're going to see me at the show. Well, get your free autograph every show, different eight by 10. Well, we, we got one a month. So it was like, well, if you see him in the month, he'll give it to you. Right. And then there was like the one show at the end of October or beginning of November. It was like, well, here's one for October. And now here's one for November or something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I probably have enough. I could put one in every, like every room in my apartment and just do like a fun walkthrough video where like. Just his photos in every room. <laughs> I just looked up on my wall. I have a a clapper that I bought off of a Derek Direction, Derek Director, Derek Dillinger, and I had all the production signed at that time. Danhausen's on it, and he actually signed it. Donovan Danhausen. Oh, nice. What well, looks like it? Yeah, because that looks like two D's, and now he just signs Danhausen. I did not notice that until I just looked up. I was like, is he? Did he sign that? Yeah, he did. So what else you got for me, Charlie Butters? Uh, that's that's really all I got, man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we talk we talk so often, and people have heard us talk. Like you just interviewed me like what two months ago? So we was it two months? We just ago? talked about some newer stuff. <laughs> Three months ago, I think that was, was at least January. in December. Was it December? I thought it was January. All right. No, because January January other than the preview review for uh twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. It was podcaster month. Everybody who was on the show had some sort of podcast. And then obviously February was black history month. And then this was kind of a hodgepodge of a month. Cause I knew I was going to have Brian Myers on. I knew we were going to do the sub thing. And then once they announced go for broke, it's like, all right, just fill in the dates between now and go for broke. Go ahead and hit that button for me. I mean, there has to be other things you would want to know about me. I mean, there has to be things that I haven't talked about on this show. Or gone into depth on on this show uh, or it. i don't know man I, it's always like we've we've we have a lot in common so it's like we'll tread a lot of the same ground but then it's like there's always like these really random things like i said i i, I got these really random uh things when i was coming up with the fave five that i was like i don't know what that is like i don't know what that would be for him so i'm curious but like i don't know i feel like when you've been interviewed or like talked on other stuff it's it's like given some insight on that and then like you do conversations instead of real, like, you know, yeah. job interviews. So you kind of give your side on when you ask questions for a lot of stuff. So, I mean, a lot of it's come up in the two years I've been listening. So two and a half years, three years, something like that. I can't remember. Have I talked about on this show? Cause I know I've talked about it. My podcast history. Cause in May I'm going to hit my 10 year anniversary. Mm, I don't know if you, mentioned well we talked about it on the first call-in show i think you you talked a little bit about it because you talked about like what other type of uh podcast would you do if you weren't doing a wrestling one and you kind of talked about what you'd done previously but i don't think i've ever gone into like the early years like where i was in 2011 god that sounds like a long time ago yeah 10 years ago well i mean so what were you i, I doing know it's 10 years ago but like <laughs> where I was 10 years ago compared to now is fucking like night and day difference. I had a 
different job and a different career uh, with somebody else. Uh, I had a different view on wrestling because at that point, 10 years ago, I didn't know what the fuck AIW was or PWO at that time. Mm -hmm. So my history, I I call it a perfect storm. Okay. Because there were, there were a lot of things that came together to make me go first. What was getting into podcasting? And then also after that is what helped lead me more because the other stuff came into play of independent wrestling, which I know I've talked about, but like, I don't know how much in depth I've gone on a lot of other shows. I don't, I think some of them, I don't feel like I went far enough and there's potentially things that I forgot about, but there was a show that I used to listen to called, or a, a columnist that I've, I'm now somewhat friends with. And uh, his name's John Canton, not a huge name, but like just a dude that a writer that I've, I always liked. He had a podcast at the end of 2010, beginning of 2011 that I'd listened to. That was actually like my infancy of like listening to podcast. So he ended up stopped doing his podcast just because of like time and everything. And it was him and like this other guy. So months later, which I, I, I wasn't really worried about it because at that time I was like driving a half an hour or so, maybe 45 minutes to and from work. It wasn't, I didn't have as much drive time, so I didn't care. Mm-hmm. So then I get a job interview in Cleveland. So at that point I was going to be driving like over an hour, like at least an hour. So I was like, all right, fine. Let me look for these other podcasts. And I found one called the all wrestling.com weekend review. And at that point, that show was like a somewhat of a call-in show, but not, I mean, they did have a number you could call, but they also had it to where you could create files on audacity and like MP3s and send them in. I listened to it for about a month and I just kind of like, I got hooked. And the crazy thing is like this podcast back in 2011 would be like two hours long, which I think at that point is long. Now it seems like, yeah, there's a lot of podcasts that are like that length, but even like 2013, 2014 kept getting bigger and bigger. There's like, there's episodes out there that are like four hours long. Insane. So I dumped in, I jumped into doing that podcast and it was just me sending in these little clips. And then I kind of got an itch for it. Like, okay, I'm sending in these little things. Like, let me start a real pod. Let me actually do one. Went to blog talk radio, did the first show was called NFL easy picks with me and a friend also from that same community. And we just talked about football, which I know that part I've talked about a little bit too. At this point, no uh, Ohio Indy report. But also at this time, I really wasn't in independent wrestling except for getting me into it was a dude on that show, allwrestling.com weekend review name, uh, initials are PK. I think it's uh, Paul Kissock. He was talking about independent wrestling in 2011. And at that point, I didn't really hear a lot of people talking about it. And then... Everything that happened with Gregory Iron and CM Punk around that time, I was starting to listen to Cole Cabana because I had heard about him. I remembered Scotty Goldman, the brief period that he was in WWE. So I wanted to know more about him. And then I knew he was, he was friends with Punk. Kevin Nash coming to PWO. I had heard about that and I'd watched PWO on TV, which was my introduction. And then like, kind of like the rest is kind of history because then I got into the local scene. I ended up doing a podcast where I had Jock Sampson on and it was for an independent wrestling show in England. And then Biggins told me too bad you don't have your own show. And that festered with me for a couple of days. And then boom, I created a Podbean account. So like if it wasn't for like Biggins, I wouldn't be here. And also too, I was just thinking about this recently because right around that time in 2011, 10 years ago, right now, this was the beginning of the rise of Zack Ryder. And I, I had friends who were, 
independent wrestling fans, but I didn't, I never really talked with them about that, but I remember them getting into Zack Ryder and I thought it was kind of cool to like, okay, let's learn about somebody who it's like, they're going to break next. They're going to be really big. I mean, he didn't do as much as I thought he was going to do, but it was just <laughs> that, that hype of somebody who you didn't think had a hype to him. And then that would made me go to like, okay, what's this other thing that everybody keeps talking about with independent wrestling? Let, let me see who's coming up next. So Zack Ryder kind of helped me uh, get into independent wrestling too. Yeah, he uh, he he won a ladder match one time. Years later. Well, he also had a great moment on Raw in Cleveland uh, with your boy, Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackman, not Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Which was pretty awesome to be live at. Yeah, dude, I wish, I guess that's one thing I wish uh, I would have went to more like live WWE shows back in the day. I only went to two, maybe three. That was like two, one SmackDown, one pay-per-view, and then a couple house shows. I want to say at least two house shows, maybe three house shows. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I've always liked the smaller independent crowd when it came to like seeing live wrestling. I mean, that's what I prefer now. Like I, I like, go. I don't mind going to WWE shows. I mean, that's why I went to like WrestleMania and everything. Like it's cool to experience stuff like that. Experience raw. I've been to, now, I will preface. I'm not including NXT shows because those were actually like felt like just really packed indie shows. So ring of honor shows. Yeah. Kind of. I've never been to a ring of honor show. I want, I, I probably going to, that's going to change. Like if they run Pittsburgh or, or Columbus though, in the next calendar year, cause you know, we got to go support Dan Housen, So how, how, how have I been to like way more shows than you and you've been, independent wrestling fan long as well you kind of like didn't really go out as much yeah well there's also a period where i just didn't uh i mean when independent wrestling was really going on i paid attention but i didn't watch so like i knew about all the shows that were happening with aiw and like new like match cards and stuff and would sometimes read results but for the most part i just kind of stuck with what i could watch on tv and because i just a lot of the time i couldn't you know go to shows or because i worked like my work schedule weekends was the important time during all that all those years so i literally never had you know friday night off or like or a saturday off i was always working one of them so i couldn't go but like i'd usually be able to get you know a day off to go to nxt or whatever so instead of like a monthly like i need this weekend or this friday off or this saturday off i need to leave early on friday now my current job it's not a problem so i'm out of work before it's time to go uh, for like two, three hours before the show starts and I'm off every weekend. So I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Juggling wrestling and jobs has been, has been so difficult. Like I've had jobs to where I've been able to work it out to where I could go. Granted, I think sometimes I would, uh, make up excuses. Like, I mean, I would potentially maybe take vacation days, but other times it was like, Oh, I got a doctor's appointment that day. And I'd work out like a, a shorter shift with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'd be able to, I'd still be able to go to shows or, uh, there was a time where the company I was working at was in Cleveland. So I was uh, just driving not that far to go to the show instead of driving from like home or whatever, which is kind of what I'm going to have to do here soon. And I'm going to have to like try to get out of work early. Luckily with the two AW shows coming up, I can say like, I already had this planned. Let's work something out. But right. yeah, that's a, that's a thing that sucks is trying to juggle that type of hobby and uh, real world stuff. Cause you also don't want to like 
screw yourself out of money. Right. That's like I, my buddy that he his his uh, mill was on strike and they just went back. And uh, he, when, while they were on strike, he came to work uh, where I work. And um, he was like, man, he's like, you should really come apply. He's like, they're going to be hiring. Like people aren't coming back, you know, after the strike and stuff you could get in. And then, you know, in four years, you'll be making like $26 an hour. And I'm like, man, that's so tempting. And then it's a union job and all that kind of stuff. And there's, there's a lot of benefits to that, but it's a rolling shift. So like, I would never be on the same schedule uh, so I can never guarantee being able to go to shows would make podcasting way more difficult. Uh, just general life stuff would be much more difficult, but I'd have lots more money. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know if the trade off there is worthwhile in the long run, like have lots of money, don't have any time to, to, to spend it on anything that you want to spend it on. Got to kind of weigh that. So I'm still really tempted. I still might end up doing it, but depending on how they, uh, they handle this this uh time change they want to push on me so yeah it's kind of the predicament i I was in with my recent job change like i i mean i don't think i've, I've talked about it necessarily on the show but i it wasn't a job change i was looking for i just had one fall on my lap like a a old co-worker of mine uh at the same company that i'm going back to like we worked there together but we both left when we were losing our contract mm-hmm. and he ended up going back like in november and i guess they're looking for some more drivers on that account and it's out of Cleveland. I'd still be home every day, but I would get a schedule change from what I'm used to, which I was somewhat against that. And the fact of the health insurance at my current job is really good. And I didn't necessarily want to give that up, but the fact of I have to work six days a week to make what I can make five days a week at this new job. And it's guaranteed. It's basically guaranteed because I'm going to get paid per hour. So I've had like some pretty shitty paychecks at this current job, but just cause how, how sometimes being a truck driver is just depending on like where I'm going and everything. Like, yeah, I work that day, but how many hours did I work? How many miles did I drive? How long did I wait in a dock? Cause we don't get paid for that. And you know, that can balance out to like, I've had paychecks that were like half of what they should be. And just the inconsistency was like, as much as I don't want these other changes, I would like to go back to a steady paycheck, which normally when people say that, they mean like having a steady job, but like knowing some, what I'm going to make makes me happy. So then I can plan out bills. I can like figure out if I need to like save certain money and like put it to the side. It just, it's, it's a big pain in the ass. Like I would love to stay at my current company because most show days I could, I can get it working out where I'm going. Like, I think I've had it to where, some show there was like there were show days in 2019 like i drove to detroit came back and went to a show and like had kind of plenty of time maybe i've been a little bit exhausted a little bit but eh, wasn't as bad all right but at least i knew i could be there but i've also had like obviously with this job i'm supposed to be working till eight o'clock every night fuck uh bell time is fucking 7 30 all right <laughs> and i'm i'm be coming out of strongsville so i'm probably close to maybe a half hour away maybe Maybe a little bit less, but still, it's like, eh. I mean, granted, now if I show up at bell time, I won't care as much because I want to say these two sh- uh, shows are going to be like assigned seating like they were in Indy. Oh, you weren't there in Indy. No, I had my ticket. Had to give it up. So Should have been there. I'm hoping I can uh, stay healthy and, and go this time. So, Well, Ethan Page is signed now, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, hopefully that uh, 
that's lifted and the next time he does show up there i'll be there and it will just uh the curse will be lifted because he's on the show wasn't announced and was a surprise so hopefully we can uh, get around it that way all right you want to get in your fave five questions now yeah let's get on the fave five questions Hey, this is Booker T, five-time champ, and this is the Fave Five Questions. Now, can you dig it? Before we get into this, I want to preface this. Uh, when I gave Charlie the reins to do the show, since I pretty much always answer the question, like my Fave Five Questions, with whoever I'm interviewing, Charlie has picked his own Fave Five Questions, so, and I have no idea what any of these questions are. That is correct. You did kind of give me a hint on one of them. And when we get to it, I'll tell you if I was right or wrong. Okay. So first question, angels in the outfield or little big league angels in the outfield, hands down, right on, right on mainly because that's the one I watched the most. I've watched little big league, but I don't remember it as much. I think when it comes to baseball movies, that's like towards the bottom of my list, but angels in the outfield. I just recently saw that in VHS when I was out hunting and I kind of wanted to buy it fun kind of story kind of not um you know the the owner of the angels in that movie i don't know his actual name or whatever but like you know what he looks like Mm -hmm. uh he owned a rodeo i believe at, at one point and i got to go to it in march of 1996 uh my aunt like worked with it or like there was some like connection my aunt had with it and she explained to me, like, oh, yeah, like the owner of, in the Angels in the Outfield movie, like, it's like it's his rodeo. Uh, not too long after that, and I literally mean within days, he died. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so it was really weird. Like, oh, I go to, like, I, I doubt he was there, but it was just like, oh, shit. Oh, he's dead now. <laughs> and if you look it up, he died uh, at the end of March 1996. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for a little big league, um, Man, I don't know. Like, I, I always loved uh, some of the lines in that movie. They're, they're still very very quotable. I, it's a movie that I always get mixed up with Rookie of the Year. You know what? Uh, yeah, that's actually the other movie I was thinking about, too. Rookie of the Year was really good. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I would say Angels in the Outfield is definitely uh, the better of the two. And then when it comes to baseball movies as a whole, Major League 1 and 2 are at the top of my list. And... League of Their Own is a very close second slash third, however you want to look at it. No no Field of Dreams for you? I've never watched that movie. Really? And I own it on VHS. <laughs> There's a reason behind why I own it on VHS, and it's actually sealed. And you won't laugh about this, but when my aunt passed away back in 2004, uh, she had like a handful of VHS tapes, and there was a time where this is what this is from, but there was a time in the 90s, McDonald's sold VHS tapes. Yeah, they came with, like, certain meals. I had uh, Adam's Family uh, values, I think, from that. It is from that set. It's from uh, maybe not the Adam's Family time when they did it, but, yeah, it's Angels in the Outfield. I'm not Angels in the Outfield, but uh, Field of Dreams from the McDonald's kind of collection, which is just really a sticker on it, but, yeah, it's fucking sealed. <laughs> That's good, man. That's that's a solid collector's item right there. I think it's worth like eight bucks. I've looked it up just for shits and giggles. It's, it ain't worth shit. That's still a, a cool nostalgia piece from like when McDonald's used to do stuff like that. I saw this at a flea market. I couldn't fucking believe it. But at the same time, like, yeah, that that would be it. I want 
because I swear I had them all at one point, but I don't know what the fuck happened to them. I want the Batman Forever glasses. Yeah, that's becoming a hot item now. Yeah, um, at the Hartfield Flea Market, and I saw one. There was a price tag on it. Can you guess how much? Fifty bucks. Uh, Twenty-five bucks. Now it doesn't sound as bad, but yeah, I was still like twenty-five fucking bucks. Fuck that. I think when crystal wear, man. I think the only way you can get them cheap, you have to be lucky enough to find them at Goodwill. And I, I will to bet there's people that hunt the fuck out of Goodwills. Not a, not a shot at Jesse, but and the VH, no, VHS, but like they, people hunt that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Or you're gonna have to go like uh, yard sales and garage sales, which I mean, people yeah. really haven't done in about a year. But I think that's the only way you can get them for twenty five for the whole set. Right. But yeah, as soon as I saw the twenty five dollar price tag, I put it right back down. I'm like, nope. If it was right. five bucks, I'd have been like, damn, I'll take it. But nope. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, since you're a truck driver, what's uh, your favorite state you've been to? Um, Texas, partially because of Whataburger. Mm-hmm. There was a particular route that I would go if I was ever going to Houston, and I was like, I was w- coming out of Arkansas. I don't remember the highway off offhand, but I knew if I was going that that direction, I would pass two little truck stops that had Whataburger in them, and I could just stop there get truck parking and then grab me some Whataburger. And then the thing that I always liked about working or driving in Texas, especially if I was going to like a border town like El Paso or Laredo, that it would be a long mileage to get there. And then wherever they were sending me, it was going to be a long mileage to pick up and deliver. So I, I always enjoyed like trips like that through Texas. Right on. Uh, let's go with, uh, what is your dream car or vehicle? Realistic or unrealistic? Doesn't matter. Unrealistic. It can be either. Like I, like I, I don't genuinely know what this answer would be for you. That's why I selected it because, like, I'm interested. What would be like your if you could have any car? What would it be? I used to say the Tim Burton Batmobile. Okay, that's like one of my biggest dream cars. Ecto One might be a close second. I can't think of any other like unrealistic car. That I could, I'm granted like Vecto one's not totally unrealistic, but let's face it. There's not a fuck ton of them out there. No, I mean, you could have a DeLorean or, I mean, I mean my big, dream car since I was a kid was like a Dodge Viper, but I never really like, I don't know now. I don't, I don't know what, it, what I'd want. Maybe I, the Tumblr just to like run over some shit. I do like the Tumblr too, but there's something about the, the Tim Burton Batmobile. I don't even want to say the 89 Batmobile. Cause basically it was the same Batmobile and Batman returns. Right. There's just something about that Batmobile that is iconic to me. Yeah. Oh, I totally get it. I think, like, the hardest part would be, like, driving anywhere in Ohio because there's all, like, the way there's bumps and stuff. And, like, it's so low (laughs) to the ground, it would just destroy the frame on it. Yeah, that's that's very true. But, yeah, like, I I wouldn't be a DeLorean for me because I don't care that much for Back to the Future. Um, Yeah, I can't think of any other, like, because I don't know when it comes to, like, dream cars. I had a conversation with a friend of mine years ago. Of like, there's the, like the attainable dream car where it's like, if you save your money or loans or whatever, like you can get that car. But then there's like, there's no way in hell you're getting this car. Like there's no way you're getting the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles party wagon. (laughs) I mean, people have built them. I mean, it's totally possible now. Nothing's like, there's people out there that have had that same dream and found a way to make it happen. I mean, 
Now you could buy it off them for like quadruple the price, but it could happen. I'm still going to put that more in the actual like dream, dream card uh, category. Yeah. But for me, it's, it's got to be like that Batmobile. Like, like I love, obviously love the Nolan movies, which a side note, what is it with you? And like, if something gets like a certain popularity level, like you don't like it. I don't know, dude. I really don't. I think it's just like, I'm bombarded with like so much stuff about it constantly. It just begins, begins to irritate me. Like, I don't know. Like I haven't even gotten that way with like a lot of Marvel stuff just cause like I've purposefully like tried to avoid certain stuff, but like I've, I've gotten close where like, I just didn't care about certain stuff anymore. And it's, I don't know, some weird thing I have. I have no honest idea. Like why it's a thing for me. Cause I know you, the same reason why, like, I don't like certain wrestlers after they get so popular. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't get that type of type of thinking. Like if there's something that I like, like for example, I am feet away from a Thanos shrine <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm obviously not a big comic book guy to where, you know, Thanos was, has always been my favorite since I was reading the comic books in the, you know, the, the nineties and in the two thousand, like, no, it, as soon as Thor came out, I had heard this rumor that they were like this big bad of the Avengers movie was going to be Thanos. Mm-hmm. And I did like, just like I looked stuff up about him in the infinity. I'm like, Oh, this looks really cool. I like this guy. And then like, I, I mean, I forgot about him a little bit. And then he showed up at the, like the end of Avengers. And I was like, Oh my God, like that's, Oh my God, it's fucking Thanos. Like they're, they're doing this. I forgot that he was supposed to, Granted, I don't think he was actually supposed to be like the big, big bad guy of Avengers, but it was, it was obviously going to lead to more. So at that point I was like, Oh, I want Thanos stuff. And like, I have pictures of my Thanos collection from 2016, 2017. And like the only thing I really had, like I had the two guardians of the galaxy pop figures. And then like, I remember the first big thing that I got was the San Diego comic-con, uh, infinity gauntlet, which was, you know, like the, the whole can foam stuff, which I thought was really cool. And then Infinity War comes out. Like, granted, like, in between that time, I grabbed some other smaller things. But when Infinity War came out, it fucking boomed. And now I got a lot of Thanos shit. Like, to me, I love that. To me, that's awesome. Like, I don't know if I was never big into him, but I know people that didn't like that Deadpool got so popular. Yeah, that's that's he's one of them. Uh, now, like, it'll never that'll never happen with Wolverine. Like, there's but there's a lot of people that hate that he was the focus of all the movies and he was so popular and people hated him for that. But I've always liked Wolverine since I was a kid. He'll always be my favorite. Like no matter what, like he could get, you know, seven movies about him solo. He'll still be my favorite, but like, there's just certain, I don't know. Certain stuff just really drives me crazy about like certain characters. And it's just like, once they go so far with it and it's like, they hit that, that marketing sweet spot where then it's like, Oh, here's socks. Here's this, here's that, here's all this stuff. And it's, it's like okay whatever i think i know what it might be it might be your collecting side (laughs) maybe yeah you don't want to collect you don't want to collect it all so it's it's easier for you to say fuck this shit i don't like it right yeah maybe and i mean yeah there is like eight million fucking deadpool figures now it was easier when i had like the four funkos that existed and the literal only legends deadpool (laughs) that went for like outrageous prices when it came out dude literally easy literally every time i turn around Funko's like, here's a new Thanos pop. And I'm like, motherfuckers, I just bought the last one I needed. Stop it. Yeah, 
that's like times 10 for Deadpool because it's like, oh, here's 17 color variations. Oh, here's mystery boxes that you got to buy so many of. And this one's the rare one. And good luck. Yeah. yeah I instantly just was like, nah, I'm done. That's what it has to be with you. That, that yeah. That, I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I remember at one point, wasn't your fucking gamer tag Deadpool? Yeah, it was. And you bought the, the outfit for your avatar to, so he was Deadpool. Yep, this is uh, true. As soon as I heard you say that in the the interview, I was like, "Motherfucker, your gamer tag was Deadpool." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely, dude. I I don't know. Something just triggers me, and I'm just yeah. It could be that collector side, but I think there's just I don't know what they jump a shark at a certain point, and I'm just like I'm over it. Like it was it was before the Deadpool movie that I was really over the whole Deadpool, like all the additional stuff. Like I still enjoyed the character and I still wanted to enjoy like certain aspects from like the comics, but like family, like just thought that was the easy thing. And it was like f- merchandise was flooded everywhere. So like I got every like cheesy piece of like, I found a Deadpool thing. I didn't know what else to get you. Here's this kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, thank you. I will never wear these. I will never use this. I w- it's going to sit, but thank you. <laughs> so now like I got pretty much everybody, like the, the, the people that usually did it was like my cousins, but now, now like they've kind of like, we've spent a lot more time in the last year, like, uh, at my aunts and stuff like that. So I've seen them a lot more. So like they know that like not to buy me Deadpool stuff anymore. Cause they were still doing it up until like last year. <laughs> so that tells you how long that, you know, that's just whatever. Oh. but yeah that, that, that was something i noticed between the that and uh the joker i mean I, yeah i love those films dude i do i really do like i loved the dark knight for the longest time and then it's just like people just heaped on so much praise and just like wouldn't admit flaws and like little things and i'm just like okay i'm over it and then like i think that coupled with all the halloween costumes and it was just like that's all you saw every halloween and people thought they were like, it was the original thing. And then I started seeing all the Harley Quinns. I'm like, oh, I don't care. Cause I used to really like Harley Quinn too. And then like that took off and I was like, okay. God, what are you like, going to do like, when like Dan housing gets like super famous? Well, the good news with that is, is like wrestlers. I really haven't had that issue with, like, I still love Kevin Owens, even though he's like super famous. I, I like Steve Austin when he was super famous. Um, I don't think I'll have a problem with a wrestler getting super famous. I mean, I think I'll be all right there. I mean, I've already slowed on collecting Danhausen stuff. I mean, you have me beat with like the the one figure, the the one mask. Like, there's I, I've slowed on how much I spend on that. I still spend a ridiculous amount on Danhausen stuff, but I've I've started to slow on it because it's just. I mean, he literally already has like the very Neville shirt out. I mean, they literally CM Punk coined that what Saturday or Sunday. Monday and he's already got the shirt out so I'm like Ugh. I mean you still got me beat on pins and I think you might have me beat on Dan Housen shirts because I don't think I only have like a handful yeah I mean I, I, I like the stuff that I get so now I only I only buy stuff that I really really like and as long as it's not overpriced like I really liked that poster but it was way overpriced and I'm like eh, I don't need it and like I didn't buy those pins that right away because I'm like I had all the original ones from um, the original guy that did them. And I'm like, I, don't, I could stop right there. He's done doing them. I won't buy anymore. 
And then like, I saw them all there and I'm like, okay, well they're in front of me. I can grab all these plus the, uh, the wrestling crate one that was exclusive. I'm like, yeah, just give me all those. <laughs> but then I went to like, put them on my pin board and like, they're too wide cause they're all gigantic. So I'm like, okay, I need like cart, like a pin board now, more pin boards. So just cost me more money. <laughs> all right. What's your next question? Uh, next question. Uh, your, uh, favorite TikTok account. Favorite TikTok account, huh? Is there anybody that you like? I have a couple favorites, but like, is there anybody that you like have on your for you that you like really enjoy every time they post something? I I mean, there's a handful of people that I really like that I don't follow only because one thing that I don't like about TikTok is I can't remember if I've mentioned it here on the show because I know I've had the conversation is that I think a following page for those who don't know, I should say preface it. TikTok has two feeds that you can watch stuff on. There is what's called a following page, which is everybody you follow, like all their videos will pop up there. And then you have a for you page, which they're going to take all your like kind of like interest of people you follow, like how long you watched the algorithm. Yeah. There's a whole like algorithm thing for it basically. And like, it'll give you a lot of like videos. The thing that I don't like is like, as soon as you follow somebody, your following page gets flooded by whoever you just followed. Mm -hmm. And there's some people that post a lot. Yeah. So like your following page could just get buried. Um, one of my favorites that I don't follow is call me Chris. I think she's hilarious, but she does post a lot of content and she's probably one of the most popular, uh, TikTok accounts. Yeah. I've been following her for long enough that like her stuff doesn't flood. It's usually like, she posts like one once or twice a day and I see them. That's, that's about it. But like, yeah, when you follow somebody new, it's like, Oh, here's like stuff from like last August all the way through current day. And it's just like cycling through everything to get it to go away. And then at the same time too, like people that you follow will show up on your, for you page where it's just like, Hey, here's a photo. Here's a, a video from this person you follow. Or sometimes if you both follow each other, it's either they call you friends. So it's like, Oh, here's a video from your friend. Oh, why didn't you just put that in my following page? Because I always make sure I watch all the new videos on my following page. So basically, you left this shit out, and now I I have to watch it on here. What the fuck? Yeah, Vegan Superkick always ends up on my For You instead of, like, in my follow. I don't know why. I'm like, oh, okay. Every single time for, like, the last, I want to say, like, two weeks. It's never in the For You or in my follow. It's in in the For You. I'm like, why? And it's the first thing in the For You. I'm like, Why? Why oh, is they this do, not they, in my follow? They do that too, like, which is weird. Like, as soon as you open the app, it'll, especially if you exit all the way out of it, uh, it'll start you on your For You page, but then it'll show you someone you're following. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll sometimes scroll, keep thinking I'm on my uh, f- following page, and sometimes <laughs> they'll actually give me, like, two in a row. And then I hit a third one. I'm like, who the fuck is this? And then I'm like, oh, I'm on the For You page. Fuck. And I, Dude, I, I don't know I, how I many over. times I've accidentally followed people because like I have like a legit, like maybe I follow 20 accounts and somehow some new random person will end up on my like followed that I did not follow. And like, I'm like, Oh, this is interesting. Cause all their stuff's flooding my uh, thing. And I'm like, I don't remember following this person. Why did I follow this person? I'll go through like all their videos trying to see if there's like one that I remember really liking that I follow them on. And uh, yeah, I, I can never find like what it is. Like I've followed and unfollowed like probably 10 people in the last week because for some reason it just all of a sudden I'm following them. I don't know how. And then uh, 
the thing that they do too, there's people that I've been following for a little while. All of a sudden they'll be like, Hey, have you seen this, this video from them? Like on my, uh, for you page, which we already mentioned, but the kicker was like, this video is months old. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why are you showing me a video from January? Why are you showing me a video from December? It's March. Like they have posted a bunch of videos since then. And I've seen them. Don't show me this now, especially like people that I follow, like in between, like they have posted it. And now it's like, I've been following this person for like a month or two. And now you're showing me something from fucking December. Well, this is stupid. But I think, I think call me Chris is probably one of my favorites. I mean, like there's a bunch more that I can't think of off the top of my head. Like maybe I like the people props to history might be one of them. Hey, I know a handful of others. There's some people. Yeah. It depends on uh, what character Chris starts off with and whether or not I'll watch it all the way through or not. Cause there's some, I just, I don't certain characters I don't care for, but you don't like the little girl. Do you? Oh, I do like the little girl. Oh, she's too, she's too popular though. That's my favorite. She's too popular. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't mind her. Uh, I, I like when she like, uh, goes back to like that. She's a vampire when she was, <laughs> when she was oh. a kid. <laughs> those are really funny to me. Uh, yeah, those are, those are really great too. <laughs> the nosy neighbor is always funny. I don't know. I, I, the only one I really don't like is like her, uh, the, the Chad. I don't like, I don't like him. I don't really care for him. I like her Russian characters. They're all fun. Um, some I mean, of the, like the one Southern one, I don't really care for, but that's just cause like, I'm generally like, I hate like those snooty Southern, like people in general. So like just even like a, a fake character that's, you know, instantly like, uh, triggers me. I think with the, the Chad, like I like him better if he's a supporting character kind of on a, on a little scale, like he's the one like babysitting the kids. Yeah, and you yeah, only see him for like he's a couple tolerable seconds. There, yeah, that's when he's tolerable. Absolutely, but yeah, if he's like a main character, like nah, yeah. Uh, okay, so number five, you have you have three pets, so you got to choose which one's your favorite. Oh, it's Zul. Like that's not even that not even debatable. Okay, Zool, like Zul. Like I bought Zul with my own money. I bought Zul weeks after a breakup, and for a year, like pretty much a year after that, like we were on the road together and there's going, there's a bond there that I have with her. And like, she's like being like really honest here. Like she's getting up there in age. Her eyes are starting to get a little smoky. And like, I know like the end for her, I'm not saying it's tomorrow, but like it's sooner than I would like it to be. And uh, I try to spend a lot of time with her that I, that I can, but I mean, I have the, I have the new cat brownie and you know, me and Dexter or I like, he was in here earlier. He fucking break. He literally breaks into my office. That's <laughs> uh, so annoying. But uh, like, I love them all. But like, obviously, I'm going to pick the one that like I paid a lot of money for. Spent all of this time with her, and uh, like I got to <clears throat> name her like after something with the Ghostbusters. So it's like I that is hands down. Like now, if you made me pick between Brownie and Dexter, like that's where I would get like really tough because like we had Dexter since he was a baby. His birthday is actually one week after mine. Uh, and like, he's about to turn, I believe he's about to turn three and seeing him. Like he's the first pet that I have had since my first dog, which was actually my first pet Coco where we had like at that, since he was a baby all the way till, uh, honestly say, well for him since, uh, till the day he passed away, but Dexter will be that like had him since a baby, but with Brownie, that's my first rescue. And I, I don't know if I ever got into the reasoning of why I bought him 
or why we we really got into buying them. Amanda had wanted another cat for a while and always got bugging me about it. I was like, no, we can't have, we can't have another cat. We can't have another cat. And then going back to the last question, I kept seeing, like, I, I love cat videos on TikTok. That's when I fell in love with cat videos. So they show up on my For You page a lot. And right around Christmas, there's a lot of people posting, like, basically the first uh, Christmas with these cats. And one of them was, you know, it's a, there's this thing where you can make a video where it looks like you're about, you're FaceTiming somebody, like waiting for them to pick up. And there was one that, or a couple of them, he was like uh, calling Santa Paws to see if, like, tell him that I have a, like a new home now. And I was like, oh, now I, now I, not that I want to do that video, but it's like, I want like, I want to like rescue uh, a cat. And that's like why we, why we bought him. Uh, so if I had to pick between those two, I'm going to go with the baby. I got to go with Dexter. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, it's the official ranking is the order of what you've had them as well. So that makes sense, I guess. As mine decides to make noise in the background because she needs to lay on her food bag after it's empty. So way to go, Karen. Yeah, she's uh, got to be the star some point every time. Swear to God. Never fails. All right. And question number six. Uh, Ghostbusters or Infinity War? I was half right. I was fucking <laughs> half right. <laughs> what did you think it was? Ghostbusters or Tommy Boy? Oh, that would have been a good one, too. Because then I could have done Infinity War and Endgame. But see, that would have been too many movie back to back. So I had to go with just like the best Thanos film and the best, like yeah, the other one that I know you really love Ghostbusters. So you're too. Your two shrines that you have ghostbusters like that's like not a debate like not even a question okay. now yeah. if you said you actually went ghostbusters versus tommy boy i think i still would have went ghostbusters but it's tougher like yeah i love thanos but like my love for thanos is fairly new my love for tommy boy and uh ghostbusters go back further obviously ghostbusters is more but that's actually not why i pick it like tommy boy came out on my ninth birthday i didn't Realized that till years later, till I fell in love with the movie. That was my introduction to Chris Farley. That was a movie that I, I, I quoted a lot, which has been talked about on this show. Uh, I spent the whole summer, uh, right around, uh, was it between seventh grade and eighth grade where that's like, I watch it every day. And if I didn't finish it one night, I watched it the next night and it became my thing. Ghostbusters was my, my first favorite movie. It's the movie that I, I sometimes ask people the question, like it's not necessarily on this show. I'll ask maybe people in real life or other shows, you know, what's that movie that you wore the shit out of? Like if you're, you know, our age, like that movie that you constantly watched on VHS to the point of like your parents hit it because they were tired of watching. And I feel, feel like every kid has that. I remember uh, a friend of mine's son, like this was in the mid two thousands. He loved cars, wore the fuck out of that DVD. Luckily for them, it was the DVD, but you know, that was the one that they wanted to hide from him because he, that's all he wanted to do was watch cars. And for me, it was Ghostbusters. And I also had, my God, I wish I still had this because it'd probably be one of the few Ghostbusters thing that's worth a lot of money. I had a Ghostbusters ceiling fan, technically a real Ghostbusters ceiling fan, uh, had a lot of the toys and everything. And Stay Puft to me is one of my favorite characters, which I mean, if it comes down to it, like you put literally two of my favorite movie characters up against each other uh stay puff and thanos but but stay puff is gonna win every single time <laughs> because i have a lot of love 
lot of nostalgia. And like one of the reasons also why I love marshmallows, I think comes from watching Ghostbusters as a kid and going like, oh, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, marshmallows. Because I, I know people that don't like marshmallows. I'm like, okay, I kind of, I, I guess I get it once I hear people talk about it. But I'm like, I don't know. I grew up on Ghostbusters, so that's my thing. Well, uh, that's that's all I got, man. So do, do I have to wrap it up? Or are you really like, did, did oh, you, you play that part up. out? No, I did not. I didn't do that one, though. <laughs> well, there's also the fact of which we haven't really talked about. I've got hinted at it. It's like today that this is being released is going is my 35th birthday, which was half the reason why we were doing this. Yes. <laughs> did you forget? No, I remembered. I okay, knew it was yeah. your birthday coming up. Yeah. We, uh, I originally wanted to do this episode as like 250, but the opportunity came to do it on my birthday, release it a day early. I'm like, eh. I'll come up with something else for 250. Fuck, after after I've had Thorn on, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna have for like monumental numbers. That's when you gotta bust out the uh you know, start working on something, you know, six months in advance and then bust out that big one for like a big name. I got names on the list that I need to cross off, but I'm I'm proud as as fuck that like the first, you know, two months technically a little over two months, but basically the first two months of the year. I pretty much put out a podcast every week with a interview like, yeah, the first week of the year was the preview for 2021, but also like the first week of March was uh, an interview. Cause I think the first week of March was Brian Myers. So still like to do that many interviews, like in a row, you know, 37, I think it was in a row. Um, are you, are you challenging me to do that for on a tear? Cause I feel like you challenged me to do that for on a tear now, since we did have this discussion earlier, cause I was going to take a break after this week, but now I feel like you're challenging me to see if I can, if I can do like three months worth. Dude, I'm not challenging. You. I'm just saying it's, it's <laughs> the grind of like getting people on, especially like people that I wanted on and not hearing responses. Cause I have like a certain, cause that's the other thing too. I like, I'll have certain like themes I want for a month. And then, you know, it's, it's hard to get those. I mean, you're also, you have, you've done less interviews, mm-hmm. which is, isn't a knock at you, but that means like there's, there's more possibilities of people you went on. Yeah, I have, that's true. you know, I don't know how many within 222 episodes, but, um, I try not to do as many repeats. I try to let there be a time if I do between repeats of, then there's like, who do I want on? Because I've, I've listened to them on other podcasts and think, Ooh, like I, I want to, I want to have this conversation with you or I, I see enough of their social media to where I know that there's enough about you that I can have a fun conversation with. It's Cause sometimes it's like, there's people like you just had on Adam Slade, love Adam Slade, but I've never dived too much into like some of his interviews, which I don't remember him doing a whole lot. The only other yeah, interview I that I remember much. him doing have been lost boy, lost boys related. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's been a minute, but he's a dude like he was actually, I mean, outside of fucking Levi, and now that Levi is not part of the Lost Boys, but he's my favorite member of the Lost Boys. And are you sure I didn't introduce you to him at uh, UXWA? Mouse was UXWA, for sure. Um, Slade, I don't think I really talked to until... Because he was there. Yeah, he was there, but I, th- I don't think I talked to Slade until, I want to say Portillo's, that I remember, because I was standing behind him when we were talking. And we were joking about him, like, getting a a prisoner gimmick because I was copying stuff off of wrestling or diaries and J Rose picked it up immediately and, and like knew where I was going with it and, and thought it was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, he had no idea what I was talking about. Just some guy telling him he should work a prison gimmick. 
I can't remember which one of those shows came first, but they were close together. I want to say I want to say Slamilton was before UXWA because I think yeah because at UXWA I did or I should say at Slamilton is when I did the interviews with Sarah and J Rose mm-hmm. and those got released before way before um, the Veda interview I did that day. Mm. I want to say Slamilton was early November and. I know UXWA was the day after Hell on Earth, which yeah, is obviously Black Friday. So the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that makes sense. So then you technically, if you did, you technically first seen seen him at Slamilton, but I don't remember. If, well, if you talked to them him that day, then yeah, you knew him before. I want to say, I don't think I really talked with Mouse though that day because like. I know you might have talked to him, but I didn't. I didn't really know him. And then, like, I remember, like, really getting to talk to him at UXWA because we actually, like, they were telling everybody to leave, and we were still just standing with him, talking with him <laughs> for like another like half hour while they were tearing down the ring. So that's when I really got to like BS with him and get to know him a little bit. So, but I don't think I really. Uh, maybe I did. I don't know. I don't really remember. My memory's terrible. Like you know that I can't even remember shit from like a week ago that i'm supposed to remember so any uh final thoughts or last minute plugs for you uh so i have a podcast called iwtv guide uh every week we review a show that's on iwtv and we tell you what's on iwtv coming up that week uh this week's episode is going to be a little bit late but we have an interview with arthur mcarthur uh that my co-host jay hawk conducted um at the same time we recorded this and uh every friday for the last uh month i've been putting out a bonus episode called on its hair which is an interview series i'm doing with different wrestlers that i really enjoy and uh, the first three episodes are alex kane everett connors and adam slade and this friday um i'm gonna have the bone collector dominic greeny on so because i I sponsored his uh his match during WrestleMania weekend, uh, violence is forever against Finn juice. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about his, uh, time bomb title win, uh, all that fun stuff. Be a good time. Maybe some legends of the hidden temple. Oh, so that's why you're listening to the Dom interview. Uh, I just want to remember like, cause that Dom interview that you did with him made me really want to do an interview with him. Cause like, that's when I realized like we have a ton in common. So that's why I'm like, oh, this will be really fun. All right. And of course, you can find myself on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email, if you so choose desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. And you can find all the links for all the social media and every place you can find the show in our link tree in this episode's show notes. You can also check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The Indie Cast, 
Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mikes, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Toy Hio, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when it's your fucking podcast. Well, you shouldn't know my name, unless you're a first-time listener. But thanks for listening, then. Anyway, later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet, brightening your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show, yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio, finishing a cold one, take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh, so we cheers. And then we sit back, other shows are in the trash, kinda like they Nick Stapp. Like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold. Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close. The number one podcast going in the game. And one day, everybody's gonna know the name. It's the Wrestling Cheers. This is Platinum Max, signing off. Ohio, good night. The world, good night. We love you, we'll see you next week.